The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. And welcome to another evening of the Fan the Flame cell meeting. Fellowship. Fellowship meeting, yes. <laughs> and tonight's guest speaker, all the way from Port Elizabeth, <laughs> is Megan from And Fearing. Trevor. Yes, yes, yes. I'm We're here doing as this well. one together. And then uh, welcome house. Hi. Hello, Hello everybody. Okay. And let's go. Oh, oh. Let's, uh, <laughs> we're going to open up in prayer. Yeah, we don't do anything with our prayer. <laughs> All right, let's, let's pray. <laughs> Father, thank you for another awesome evening, another time to spend in your presence. Thank you for educating us. That is so important. You know, you say in your word, Ephesians chapter 4, how you, Jesus, is the head of the church. And then right underneath that is the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. And they have a job. And their job is to build up the church. And then the church is under the fivefold ministry. So thank you for speaking through Megan and myself tonight, Father. And uh, have your way. There's things that you want to say to your children. There's things that you want to deposit on the inside of them. There's things that you want... Uh, them to walk away with and uh, we thank you for that we thank you for your wisdom we thank you for your leading of the spirit and so i pray that think through our minds and speak through our vocal cords and then we pray for the hearers tonight lord thank you lord for helping them have ears to hear eyes to see and a heart that can understand that they can walk away with something valuable something precious something that will mark them and take them from faith to faith and from glory to glory. We give you all the glory and the honor for this evening in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, guys. Um, So this is supposed to be my message tonight, um, but I roped Trevor into it. She did. Yes. It's the benefits of marriage. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So... I actually had a completely different message in mind, and I tried to sit down and do some notes, and by golly, I couldn't. Mm. So I just went, you know, as it come to this, I asked the Lord. <laughs> so I went to the Lord, and I said, Lord, you have to help me. What do you want me to talk about? And immediately, he said to me, people don't love each other. They don't love each other. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. I like that topic because I've thought about it before. People, they are, they've got no time for each other anymore. Mm-hmm. They're not kind. They're not compassionate. So I went, chatted to Trevor about it, and I said to him, you know, this is what I feel like the Lord has put in my heart to do. And we started chatting, mm. and then a whole message erupted. <laughs> so, and he was sitting there going, oh, I see why... Anyway, so the message is kindness, yeah. the mark of a believer. Um, just something that I wanted to mention before we even jump like into the scriptures 
Uh, and something that I love about this topic is I've th I have actually spent some time on it before because I really felt like the Lord wanted me to write an article for the newspaper on where is the love mm. between people, you know. Um, nobody greets anyone anymore. You know, they walk past each other like they don't see them. Mm. Uh, someone's struggling. We don't help them anymore. Nobody says good morning, good afternoon, or how are you? It's like we overlook each other, you know. Mm, like people are not important anymore. Um, and I don't remember it ever being as bad as it is right now. Mm. I remember the boys in school were raised to say ma'am, yeah. Mrs., yeah. Mr., you know, um, help the lady across the road, carry the teacher's books to, uh, like, her car. Um, you know, you respected your parents and, you know, you just you were just respectful and kind and compassionate with everything. But it's like all those attributes have left people. Yeah. People have stopped being kind. They don't have anything nice to say. They're always gossiping. Um, everyone's always in competition with each other. Mm. It's it's like no one no one's got Jesus in them, and you'll find like a lot of this is actually happening with the church people, which is quite sad. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I just felt like it was important to just bring us back to what our humanity. <laughs> You know, like a human quality that the Lord has placed in us yeah. is kindness. Like, let's be kind. So we've got a couple of scriptures that we've laid out for you guys. Um, and you're welcome to jump in any time you like, yeah. you know. Okay. <laughs> so um, we're going to start with uh, Luke 6. 35 to 36, we're going to start off looking at, should I say, we're starting at the beginning, God. Yeah. Where kindness comes from. So that's our, our entry point to, yeah. to this. He's our role model, in other words. Yes. <coughs> um, so it's Luke 6, 35 to 36. Um, so I've got it from the New King James Version. You're welcome to read it from any translation. Um, I actually think we might put these notes up so that the people online can download them for later studies. Um, so what I love to do is, I must be honest, I haven't done this in a while, is I will take my paper and read different translations and then literally break those scriptures down so that I can get better understanding of it. And it's so nice when you've got the scripture written out for you. Mm -hmm. So you can use it like that. Do you do you want us to take turns reading scriptures? Yeah. Or do you want to start? Or? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, you guys there? Luke chapter 6. Mod on your tablet. No, I'm not going to do the tablet. Okay. I do have the scriptures on the page. Yeah, if, if you... I've already got Luke 6. Okay. Okay. But love your enemies... Do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High, for He is kind. He's kind. To the unthankful mm. and evil. Therefore, be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. You know, when we were reading these scriptures last night... Mm -hmm. The part of he is kind is so beautiful because 
we don't deserve that kindness. Yeah. And no matter how many times we stuff up, <laughs> and we do, and we're unthankful sometimes, <laughs> he's still kind to us, yeah. no yeah. matter what. One translation, when it says unthankful, it says ungrateful. Yes. And, uh, you know, when you're talking about kindness, I think it is something that is so overlooked and not respected, but it is an attribute of God, and it's very, very powerful, and... This breakdown tonight is going to really open up your eyes so that you can see how big a role kindness actually plays. Okay, you want to, the next one is Psalm 145 verse 8. Okay, um, Psalm 145 verse 8 from the Passion Translation. So it's going to read a little different for those of you who don't have that. It says, you are kind and tender-hearted to those who don't deserve it and very patient with people who fail you. Your love is like a flooding river overflowing its banks with kindness. That's our father. eh? He is kind and tender hearted even to those who don't deserve it. So a point here, what I'd like for you guys to see is God remains kind. Kind yes. to the ungrateful, to the evil. He remains kind and tender-hearted to people who don't deserve it and people who consistently fail, fail him. him. Isn't that amazing? He doesn't change, mm. even though they are ungrateful, because they are ungrateful people, evil people, people who don't deserve it. Yes. And so forth. And he still remains kind. Mm. Well, if you think about it, Jesus died for the whole world. Yeah. Yes. Like mm-hmm. he didn't say, okay, I'm going to split you between two groups. You know, yeah, I'm going to die for that group. group. group and yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is not, this is not just uh, a side thing. Kindness is not a side thing. Yes. Okay. It's not good manners and um, you don't really have to have it this is huge Mm. in the eyes of God this is massive yes so those two scriptures for us were Mm. basically just laying the foundation of kindness is our dad yeah it comes from him it starts with him and he's kind towards all of us all the time then we got Proverbs 21 21 And uh, we're reading it specifically from the Amplified Classic translation. You guys there? Yeah. He who earnestly seeks after and craves righteousness, mercy, and loving kindness will find life in addition to righteousness, uprightness, and right standing with God and honor. You see, this is the wisdom of God to man now. Now, God is the one that is consistently kind. And then he says to us, Mm. we who earnestly seek after and crave righteousness, mercy, and loving kindness. 
He says, here's the benefit. You'll find life. Now, that word life is not referring to, oh, you're going to live a good life. It's referring to the God kind of life. Mm. That's what it's referring to. It's talking about Zoe life. Fullness of all things. um, Peace. Um, Then we've got... Ephesians 4, sorry guys, we're going to have a lot of scripture. We're just trying to Mm. show you how important kindness is to the Lord and how important it is for us to walk out that kindness. And also so that they can see once again, it's not something that you don't have to take serious. Yes. This is something very serious. So Ephesians 4, 31 to 32 I'm reading from the New King James Version. Um, Is everybody there yet? (laughs) Okay, you're all reading it from your papers. (laughs) So of course you're there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it says, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. What a difference your life would be if you chose to, instead of letting bitterness and anger come out of your mouth, there's words of encouragement Mm. and blessing words coming out of your mouth. Instead of us always backbiting and criticizing, how much more life would we experience if the words that we were coming out coming out of our mouths were words that lifted people up and or lifted a situation up and i just want to uh, add to this psalm 145 verse 8 we're going back to that from the passion translation it says talking about god he says you are kind and tender hearted yes okay he's describing god's character mm. who god is 24 hours a day yeah. Now let's go back to Ephesians chapter 4. He says, You be kind one to another, tender hearted. You see that? Do you see that exact same character? Well, we're born of him. We're imitators. Then uh, Ephesians <laughs> chapter 5 verse 1. You're jumping ahead here. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it just came out. I couldn't stop it. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31 and 32. That's the last uh, verses of chapter 4. Then the first verse of chapter 5 says, Therefore be imitators of God. Copy him. Follow his example. As well, beloved children, imitate their father. Mm. I'm reading from the Amplified Classic, by the way. Yes. Yeah, because my wording is completely different. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he says here, be imitators of God. Copy him. Follow his example. As well-beloved children, imitate their dad. Okay? So, that is the first verse of chapter 5. But what is he referring to? He's not starting a completely new chapter. Yes. Because, remember, this was a letter. In Ephesians, this was a letter to the church at Ephesus. It was just one long letter. There were no chapter and verse. Mm-hmm. And he's not changing the topic. What is he telling him to do? Be imitator of God of what? To be, be kind. kind. Yes. One one to another. Be kind. Like your dad is kind. Yes. Be tender hearted. 
Like your dad is tender-hearted. Mm. Can I just say something? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's my message. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> but he's so full of wisdom. I have to, I have to have him here. <laughs> so as, as you're talking and talking mm. about being imitators, I'm just thinking there's a lot of people who think they're imitating God, but they don't know him. Yeah. So if you don't know God as kind you're not going to know how to be kind because yeah. you're not going to know what to imitate. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's always, that's why we started off by showing you he is kind. Yeah. He's kind-hearted. He is merciful and compassionate. And you're supposed to be imitators of that. That's Yeah, so um, <laughs> why we also said that is because God is our example. Well, he he's our dad. He's our example. And you can't talk him out of being kind. Yes. It doesn't matter. I mean, he chose to be kind to people who are evil. He Mm. chose to be kind to people who are ungrateful. He chose to be kind to people who don't deserve it. Mm. He chose to be kind to people who fail him. Yes. And now he's telling us to be kind. Now, a lot of people think, ah, that's not really all that important. And kindness is like a like a side dish type of thing. No, it's not. Yes. It's it's actually very huge because if you look at Galatians chapter five, verse twenty-two, he says, The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering. Watch this, kindness. Mm. Kindness. When you got born again, your old spirit the one that was that tied you to Adam, the one that made Satan your father indirectly, that spirit is gone. And you are now a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. That's yes, why you start you, seeing people slowly change. Mm. That's because it's coming from the inside out. Yes. But God thought it so important to equip you to be kind yes. the way he's kind. Mm. You can also be kind to ungrateful people. Yes. You can also be kind to evil people. Mm. You, yeah, you can be kind to people who don't deserve it. Mm. You can be kind to people who will fail you. Yes. You took my words away now. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a fruit of the spirit. It's, yes. it's already resident on the inside of you. And let me add this uh, a little further. You're going to be held accountable for that. Yeah. So there's no excuse. You're held accountable for everything you yeah. learn. Because, you, you know, a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of believers are going to stand before the Lord and say, yeah, but Lord, you know what a snake that oak was and that type of thing. And the Lord's going to say, but I equipped you. Mm. I equipped you. I have given you kindness. Yes. You chose not to use it. Mm. I remember years ago when I, I can't even remember what the situation was, but it was probably some difficult situation. And I remember the Lord saying to me, stop worrying how mm. other people treat you. Yeah. Start worrying how you treat them. Because at the end of the day, you stand before the Lord about how you behaved. Not you can't go to him. Yes, but that, like he just said, mm. you can't say yes, but you don't know what that person did to me. Mm. 
the Lord's going to say, but how did you treat them? That's yeah. what he's more concerned about because mm. he will deal with them separately on what they've done, That's but it. he deals with you on what you've done. Now, let me add to this because there's people that's going to hear this and say, yo, this is a hard message. No, <laughs> you know? This is and, kindness. And let me add to this because the Lord just brought this up to me now. He said, don't try and be kind in your own strength. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Don't do that mm. because you're going to fall flat on your face. That's why he equipped you. Yes. You see, it, it's like, you know, Megan deals with bikes. Now, what would happen if a guy had his bike and the saddle snapped and the pole kind of sticking up there? He's going to, if he wants to use his bike, he can't sit. Yeah. Am I right? Because mm -hmm. the seat is broken. The saddle is broken. So he's got to stand. He still wants to cycle. Maybe it's his only form of transport. This is yeah. an illustration. And he's got to stand and cycle all the way to work, all the way home. But what happens if he had to go to the cycle shop and say, you know, here's the money. I want to buy a new saddle. They come out and they give him a nice leather one, some springs, and it's nice and broad. And he can sit down on it. Okay, we really don't like to sell the spring ones. Okay, just saying. Um, but <laughs> thanks for getting rid of the anointing. Oh, lovey. <laughs> I apologize. So what I'm saying is you sit on that seat. You rest on that seat. You're not standing anymore. You're not doing this in your own strength. You're relaxing and the seat is carrying all the weight. The yes. seat is doing everything, providing the comfort for you. And I'm going to give an illustration of that. That's so important. Um, I never saw it. It wasn't even in my notes. but No, it wasn't. Uh, but Holy it's Ghost. really good. Yeah. Excellent yeah. Yeah. So uh, we thank the Lord for that. Yes. I'll, I'll give him reference <laughs> once. <laughs> just, just kidding. Um, but the Lord says, don't try... And be kind in your own strength. Mm. Because it's going to be frustrating mm -hmm. and you're going to get angry and you're going to fall. You've got to do this by faith. That seed of kindness, the way God is kind to the world, is already on the inside yes. of you. You can be kind on his level, mm. but you've got to develop it by yes. faith first. And it can come up to a place where it cushions you and... The kindness carries you, and it, it just it's just a way of life for you. You can't think any other way, mm. and you're operating in His kindness, and it doesn't matter how evil the people are, how ungrateful they you're are. You're not moved by it. it. It just doesn't move you at all because you're not doing it in your own strength. Yes. You're doing it in His strength, mm. actually, because that's the fruit of the Spirit, and you're equipped to do it. you just got to learn to pull it out, develop it by faith, and, and pull it out. Um I want to add to that 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 from the New Living Translation says, Love is patient and love is, is kind. kind. You know, when you're telling people to walk in love, you, you tell them, hey, listen, yeah, God expects us to walk in love. Love your neighbors, yourself, and so forth and so on. What does that actually mean? 
What, is, what, what does that mean? If you look at 1 Corinthians 13 from the Amplified Classic, it breaks down what the love of God is so that you've got a better understanding of it. So you can see how this thing actually mm. functions. And one of the attributes of the love of God is kindness. Now I want to ask you this. I just wrote this. It's in my notes. What if nobody was kind on the earth? Mm. How fast would violence escalate? Now, how fast would crime escalate? Can you see how a major role kindness plays? How important it is? I firmly believe, and I, I mean, you can think about it. If kindness, kindness is like a buffer. Yes. And we are not seeing the extent of evil the way you would if kindness was just eliminated completely out of earth. You'll be sitting with a cold, very dark place. And I'm telling you, things would get out of hand overnight. Yeah, they would. That is how powerful kindness is. Yeah, yeah. Now, imagine if we had to develop in that and become really strong in the kindness of God, in that fruit of the Spirit. You would slow down a lot of evil even further. Mm. Because what you would do is your, your kindness would step in the way of something escalating. Yeah. Because in my job, a lot of times there are people who are extremely angry and agitated. Yeah. And it takes a kind word or, or your tone that you use with them that can change the way that it can escalate. You can stop it from like immediately yeah. just by how you deal with a person. And I think that when you take that kindness out of the way, there's no limit to how people treat each other. Yeah. And it's, it's over from that point on. So you can see the world will make kindness a form of weakness. Yes. But kindness is great strength. Because if it was weakness, you'd be calling God weak. Exactly. Amen? Yes. Is God weak? Not a chance. And you know, it takes a lot of strength to turn the other cheek. Wow. Yes, it does. Yeah. I was just going to say that. You took this wind out my sails. <laughs> I think that's where the saying comes from, you have to bite your lip. Yeah. Because it's actually painful to have to hold yourself back from doing what you really want to do or yeah. say. Um. But, y'all, that's why it's important that we don't climb over a table and punch someone. <laughs> no, just jokes. We're not going to do that. But um, can we run through the synonyms? Yes. Because we were sitting and we were busy looking up the the synonyms for kindness mm. and the antonyms yeah. for just, kindness. Just so that you've got a better idea of what kindness is and yes. what kindness isn't. Mm. So under synonyms... The words that came up is charity, which we should know is love. Mm. And let me just add this. 
This, these synonyms and antonyms come from Merriam-Webster's 1828 Bible Dictionary. It's not a secular dictionary yes. that's from the, from the world that doesn't know God. It's my favorite dictionary to use for so, Bible study. Yeah, so you can see this is God stuff. So it's charity, compassion, mercy, pity, sympathy, good-heartedness, warm-heartedness, and humanity I had to add. Because yeah. kindness is part of our humanity. Yeah. Then the antonyms. Um, we actually said we actually while we were talking last night, we still said, "What happens, or what will you see when you take kindness out? Mm. You are gonna see barbarity, brutality, callousness, cold-blooded, cruelty." hard-heartedness, heartlessness, and hatred. So something that Gloria Copeland always said is you must know what something isn't in order to know what it is. So you have to know, like when you see hatred and you see callousness and cold-bloodedness, there's no kindness there at all. And you can change that. And another thing that we saw last night and just in our discussions and going through the notes and so forth, I said to Megan that, have you noticed that kindness always tends towards prosperity? Yes. It literally opens the door. Always. Yeah. Now, I want you to go to Second Samuel because I want you to see something here which really blessed me. And I'm reading it specifically from the New Living Translation, 2 Samuel chapter 9. So these are some examples that we've got in the Word for kindness in action. Um, And Trevor just wants to read this one specific testimony. Now this is from King David, and we know all throughout David's reign, God constantly says, David is a man after God's own heart. Mm. Right? Second Samuel 9. And you could say he was an imitator of God. I just wrote something at the top about David. Oh, well, um, remember Proverbs 21, 21, where it says, He who earnestly seeks and craves after righteousness, mercy, and loving kindness. Yes. When that earnestness, that eagerness to be kind, that's what I'm talking about. The, the kindness, the fruit of the spirit of mm. kindness coming up to a place where you are eager, you earnest to, to get it out. Now you know you're doing it by faith mm. and you're not doing it in your own strength. Mm. And now you're going to see it in the life of King David. One day... David asked, is anyone in Saul's family still alive? Anyone to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? He summoned a man named Ziba, who had been one of Saul's servants. Are you Ziba? The king asked. Yes, sir, I am, Ziba replied. The king then asked him, is anyone still alive from Saul's family? If so, I want to show God's kindness to them. Look at that. God's kindness. Now, I just want to throw this in here. In the Hebrew text, probably you'll find it in the complete Jewish Bible, 
the word there is chesed. It's yes. covenant love. Covenant kindness. Zeba replied, yes, one of Jonathan's sons is still alive. He is crippled in both feet. Where is he? The king asked. In Lodabar, Zeba told him. At the home of Makir, son of Amil. So David sent for him and brought him from Makir's home. His name was Mephibosheth. He was Jonathan's son and Saul's grandson. When he came to David, he bowed low to the ground in deep respect. Now, I want to throw this in here. If you, if you haven't read the life of Saul and the life of David and uh, Jonathan and so forth, that triangle, it's sort of like um, if you want to look in today's politics, it would be like King David would be like uh, Donald Trump and Saul would be like Biden. So just so you, you got an understanding of it, David said, Greetings, uh, Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth replied, I am your servant. So you can see they were, they come from opposite uh, political parties. If yes. You can understand that. Yeah. And he knew his grandfather was wicked. And he knew David was a man after God's own heart. And he did not take nonsense. I mean, there was a man that just came up to David after he won the war and he, he you know, he won the midterm elections. And <laughs> there was a guy that came up and said, uh, King David, I've got some good news for you. And he said, what's that? He said, uh, your enemy Saul has been killed. And you know what David did? He said, you think that's good news? This was his enemy. Yeah. Saul was his enemy. Saul wanted David dead, made his life a living hell, man. Yeah. David said, God's fallen this man. Kill the man. So David was a man that did not take nonsense. So you can see why Mephibosheth is like, he bows before him because he knows just one wrong move. I mean, the guy's already crippled in his feet. I mean, it could get worse after this. Mm -hmm. David says, this is why I'm explaining this to you, because David says, don't be afraid. I intend to show kindness to you because of my promise to your father, Jonathan. I will give you all the property that once belonged to your grandfather Saul, and you will eat here with me at the king's table. Mephibosheth bowed respectfully and exclaimed, Who is your servant that you should show such kindness to a dead dog like me? Wow. The king summoned. He didn't even respond to him. Didn't even say a word. Called... Mephibosheth called himself a dead dog, worthless. You must understand he came out of Lodabar. Yeah. Lodabar is the poorest of the poor. It's down below the bar. <laughs> so, yeah. so when he said that, the king didn't even reply. I won't hear it. He summoned Saul's servant Ziba and said, I have given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. Can you see the extent of kindness. Mm. The word kindness keeps coming up in this chapter. And do you see how it automatically tends to prosperity? Yes. This guy's minding his own business. He's getting land. Watch this. You and your sons and servants are to farm the land for Mephibosheth to produce food for your master's household. But Mephibosheth, your master's grandson will eat here at my table. 
Zeba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Zeba replied, Yes, my lord, the king, I am your servant. I will do all that you have commanded. And from that time on, Mephibosheth ate regularly at David's table, like one of the king's own sons. Mephibosheth had a young son named Micah. From then on, all the members of Zeba's household were Mephibosheth's servants. And Mephibosheth, who was crippled in both feet, lived in Jerusalem and ate regularly at the king's table. Wow. Is that an eye-opener? Yeah. (laughs) I was just thinking now, because like while you're reading, there was that portion we were reading where he said he's like a dead dog. Yeah. And I think that what's happening is a lot of people are treating themselves like that to God. Yeah. They don't know... His kindness, you know, and so when he tries to be kind to them, like, why do you want to be kind to me? I'm but a dead dog. Yeah, I don't deserve it. Yeah, and you actually cut him off from blessing you. Yeah, and David said, is there anyone in the house of Saul that I can show God's kindness Mm. to? And the kindness of God lifted Mephibosheth up from down below the bar. And he got out of Lodabar. <laughs> he got land. He didn't have to farm. All the money came to him. He had people farming for him. Yes, he, he didn't, didn't even pay for anything. food. He was sitting at the king's table. Doesn't the Lord say, I will prepare a, a table, table for you in the presence of, of your, your enemies? enemies? Yes. Hallelujah. Do you see how powerful kindness is? Mm. It seems so subtle and so soft. But do you see how powerful it is, how it tends to, to that eagerness? It, David had this eagerness. I've got to find mm. somebody from the house of Saul and gave all of Saul's land to Mephibosheth. That's kindness. Have, you ever, have you ever thought kindness is that powerful? Mm, it's no. an attribute of the love of God. Amen. And who's David imitating you? He's imitating and copying God. Yes. Because we know he's a man after God's own heart. Yes. Because obviously once we'd read this last night, I went, oh my word, that's Psalms 145. Yeah. There we go. There's David right there. It explains it. He's kind and tender-hearted to those who don't. Oh no, where am I reading? Oh, sorry. Proverbs 21, 21. (laughs) When it says, he who eagerly seeks after and craves righteousness, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's um, David. Yeah. He's exactly imitating his dad right there. Mercy and loving kindness will find life. Oh, mercy and loving kindness will find life in addition to righteousness. So, I mean, he did find life. I yeah. mean, anyway, there are a few other examples of um, these sort of kindness testimonies. We're not going to read any of those, so I've got the scriptures there so that you guys can read them. Uh, The second one is Joshua 2, verses 1 to 14, which is the story of Rahab that hid the Israelite spies. Um, She showed kindness there. Yeah. And then the Genesis 18, verses 1 to 15, where Abraham shows kindness to the three strangers. And then Luke 10, 25 to 37, the story of the Good Samaritan. And let me read that because okay. there again, uh, you can see people 
who were not kind mm. and people who there was a person that was kind. Yes. So it's Luke chapter 10 and uh, verse 30. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho and he was attacked by bandits. The South African uh, Bible translation would be Tzotzis. <laughs> <laughs> He was he was attacked by Tzotzis. Yes, this is an interesting Bible. Anyway, <laughs> they stripped him of his clothes. Yep, that's them. Beat him up and left him half dead beside the road. Yep. By chance, a priest came along. But when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. This is Jesus talking. Mm. That priest is in trouble. A temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed by on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Now, one of the synonyms of kindness is compassion. Yes. He felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine. And bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day he handed the innkeeper two silver coins. Now I looked at the commentary on that. That is two full days' wages. This is not cheap, this is costing him. Telling the innkeeper, take care of this man. It's a stranger. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, which of these would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by the bandits? Jesus asked. The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Interesting. Another synonym of kindness. Mercy. Jesus said, yes. Now go and do the same. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. Go and Go imitate that. And do the same. Now, my point was this it wasn't a problem for this man to do these things. You look at it and you think, yes, this guy was like obviously bleeding, there's wounds and so forth. It wasn't an issue to this guy. He just walked over, dressed up, dressed him up there, olive oil and wine put on bandages, put him on his own donkey. wasn't an issue for him. Why? He's developed in kindness. kindness. He's not doing it in his own strength. Mm. Then he takes him to the inn, says, yeah, two days wages, pays the guy. Look after him. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll come pay you the next time. Kindness. Yes. Mercy. You know what? Uh, the Lord's actually telling us to like sow and reap. Yes. You know, when a person is always sowing kindness, that's what they're going to reap. Yes. And that, that opens door to favor. Yeah. So what do you guys think of that? It's awesome. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to read one more scripture to you. Um, John thirteen thirty five. I can't tell you what translation. Apologies. <laughs> I can't remember which one it was. It says, by this... Everyone will know that you are my disciples when you love one another. Mm -hmm. So the only way 
to really show who you are in Christ, that you're a disciple of Christ, is by how you behave. And if you're not kind, you're not really imitating him at all. Yeah. So, But you are imitating someone else. Yes, you are. You're not in the middle. Yes. People think there's, there's a middle area. There's no middle area. Mm-mm. So people don't like that. Yeah. Oh, you, not everything's black and white. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Everything there's is black no and white. There's no gray areas. <laughs> Even though the atheists really think there is, yeah. there's no gray areas. It's just uh, looking for excuse. That's all it is. It's it's simply a case of, like, who do I serve? Yeah. And am I, who am I going to imitate? Am I going to imitate him or am I going to imitate someone else? Yeah. I mean, if kindness is going to open the door for prosperity to flow, mm-hmm. I'm sure going to move more towards kindness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but I a lot of people think um, prosperity is just money, but it's not. No, it's, not. it's healing. It's yeah. relationships. I mean, fruitful relationships. It's business opportunities. It's houses. It's children. It's happiness and peace and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, I just want to see if there's anything else. There were a couple of other little scriptures that are that I thought of that mm-hmm. I also want to read. Romans twelve fifteen. Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. Mm. I mean, that's kindness. Like taking the time to, when someone is sad, you know, be sad with them. I don't mean be depressed, yeah. just, but sort of feel what they're feeling, yeah. you know. Um, and when they're happy, rejoice with them. A lot of people don't like to see other people happy. They no. get a bit jealous. Yes. And then Proverbs 3.28 don't say to your neighbor, come back tomorrow and I will give it to you when you already have it with you now. Help people. Mm. It's so important. Like there's many opportunities we miss during the day yeah. that we could help someone with a word of encouragement. Uh, it could be, oh, they were short of two rand for something or yeah. whatever. These little opportunities that we miss all the time. And you don't realize it's the Lord reaching out to people. So... Yeah, I mean, there's hundreds of scriptures, like literally hundreds of scriptures showing God's kindness and how we are supposed to walk in that kindness. Yeah. Um, And then you just ended off with, isn't it good to know that God is always kind? Yeah. No matter whether we deserve it or not. Yeah. All right, guys, uh, (laughs) we're going to bring this meeting to an end. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And remember, faith faith comes comes by hearing. Hey everyone, if you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you 
and Jesus loves you.